Oh. <laughs> are we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Hey, welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Hi, Scott Westby. Hi, Matt Waterworth. How are you? I'm, I'm really good. How are you? I'm super good. Good. Really? So we are Full Swing Productions, and every week we bring you news tips and interviews in the film, video, and digital media industries of Alberta. We're back at it. We're back at this it. This week, episode Still 36. Alive. Episode 36 is pretty good. Look at us chugging along. We're great. <laughs> I heard someone say, most podcasts don't make it past episode three. Right. So so we are 10, no, 12 that. podcasts <laughs> yeah. now. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, so let's get right into the news here. Um, Stillborn, which is a feature um, by Chris Ball and Kurt Harder, is filming uh, at the end of August, and they have a casting call out right now. So if you are an actor then you're going to want to pay attention. Stillborn follows Mary, a new mother who lost one of her twins in childbirth. As she struggles with the loss of one of her children, she starts to suspect something sinister is after her surviving child. I'm not going to go any further, but it's a horror, um, and it sounds super fun. We just met with these guys yesterday. Uh, and the casting call is out right now, so please submit a headshot resume and role requested to info at umbrellacollectivefilms.com. Uh, and you can kind of Google this stuff and find it on Facebook, etc. Um, they are casting actor members, union and non-union. It is a paid gig. Work on a feature. Yeah, be paid fun. acting gig. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty cool, and, and definitely uh, get your name in for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know, Scott, that Sharkosaurus is still running their Kickstarter campaign? I did. You did. I did. Did you know that they're they're eighty percent funded already? Well. No. <laughs> Pretending that's not in our notes here. <laughs> <laughs> that's really great. It is great. And uh, Spencer rules, and he's been sending out these great emails to the Calgary uh, Society of Independent Filmmakers uh, message board group thing with these uh, wonderful little kind of bonus videos and uh, acting classes. These satirical like acting yes. classes, which are it's hilarious. Yeah, super, super funny stuff. Um, but they've only got a few days left. Right. And they still need four grand. It's a scary place to be. It is. So because they're doing well. But they're almost there. They're yeah. almost there. And we can we can help them get there. Um, check them out. Just just Google Sharkosaurus Kickstarter and just throw 10, 15 bucks their way or or retweet it and share it with your friends and just kind of let everyone know that this is awesome and 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 could be happening. Totally. And then play the first episode of our podcast and learn and get all this free knowledge right. as as a as a repayment a for, bonus. Your, for your yeah. Yeah. From Spencer himself. So we wish Spencer uh, best of luck in that and uh, hope he makes it to 200%. Yeah. Are we not talking about this movie? Let's talk about it. Oh, we should? Okay. I just didn't want to start with that. All right. Fair enough. So let's go to In Plain View Corner. (laughs) You're still doing that? I'm doing it. I'm never going to stop. So what's it been like for you this week? Um, This was a dark week for me. Mm. I'm going to get a little negative for a second, then I'm going to end on a positive. I think everyone knows the dark movie weeks. Yeah. So this, I mean, this week... um, Nothing really bad happened. Um, I've just been feeling, I, I guess when, when we got the news, um, it was like, oh man, I bet you there's a ton of work to do, right? And there was this this kind of the shadow of a mountain in the right, distance. Right. And as we've been starting the ball rolling, I, I now feel like I'm at the foot of the mountain and I can finally see how much there is to do. Like right. I finally have right. a grasp on everything that I'm going to need to be doing. And uh, yesterday, I felt like it was impossible, like actually impossible. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like uh, like I'm fucked. Um, yeah, so it was. Uh, I didn't have a great night last night. Oh. Um, but I woke up this morning and I realized that 
I could get a fucking shitload of work done in a day. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm a, I'm a workhorse if I, if I want to be, and uh, I've got a great team of support and we're making a movie. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I, I was driving this morning and I was coming here to record this podcast and I, my heart was suddenly filled with positivity and warmth and love oh, for, good. uh, everything. So I'm in a good place now. I don't It's going to be ups and downs. I know, but mm-hmm. right now I'm, uh, it's just a fucking mountain. I've mm-hmm. climbed mountains mm-hmm. before. For sure. I can climb this mountain. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's it's been a lot of uh we've had a ton of really great meetings with a lot of really great people um from crew to um just organizations or or people in the industry who've kind of been through this process before and uh I just wanted to throw throw a shout out to Cameron McGowan in particular right now because we spoke with him and he's been through this before uh, with the Valley Below producing it, um, and I think he, <laughs> I think he, even he noticed that he scared us a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool, but yeah, he was he was very upfront that there's a lot of work to do. Yeah, which is which is fine. I mean, it's a fucking movie. Like, of course there yeah, is. Yeah, I don't think either of us were ever hesitant about that. No. Um. So yeah, I mean, nothing specific this week. Um. I'm scheduling a call with Telefilm because I have many, many questions. So yes, we'll see yes. how that all goes. Mm-hmm. Um, story notes are, are progressing and we're into casting now. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to share anything yet. Yeah, I guess there's a lot we can't say just yet. But um, other than, you know, we've got some really great support and I think uh, we're going to be leaning on those people a lot. Um, but if you're, lis- if you're listening, I'm just thinking about the date of publishing this. Is We've probably got a casting call out. By this time, right, or or within the next day or two. Yeah. So if you're listening, um, check out Full Swing Productions on Facebook, um, and check out Plainview Movie on Facebook and right, Plainview yeah. at Plainview Movie on Twitter. Yeah, um, you can follow us along there, and uh, as we post photos of us uh, inevitably failing, <laughs> <laughs> no, but just having a ton of fun and yeah. uh, failing in a fun way, failing yes. in a fun way. Um, so yeah, I just want to tease that if you haven't heard about an announcement. That got made this week around the Calgary International Film Festival. Mm. You're gonna want to stick around after this. After the, uh, after the, the panel, well, it's not an interview; it's a panel today yeah. um, because we got some really great news to share with you. Super you exciting stuff. Yeah. yeah. So this panel is kind of your brainchild, I guess, right? Well, no, this is always something that that you and I have, have always wanted to, yeah. to do. So um, we we've talked about this a lot before about creating a star system in Calgary. Um, and that starts with writers and it starts with actors. Um, and we see a lot of actors doing a great job. And we see a lot of actors who don't, um, necess- who have never really necessarily been exposed to the business aspect of acting. So we've talked about doing workshops before. Um, and I know that we will in the future. But what we did at the Calgary Expo this year was a bit of a test run um, to see what the demand was like, what the appetite was like for this kind of knowledge. Talking about the business of acting from the perspective of producers. Mm. So we called this panel business school for actors and mm. it was the very last panel <laughs> of the Calgary Comic <laughs> right, Expo. Yeah, that's right. So everyone was gone and I thought we'd get maybe three or four people. Yeah. But we actually got a ton, like a great turnout. Yeah. Yeah. Which to me says that there, you know, if it was a Saturday, it would have been packed. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's all about, uh, um, how to present yourself and, and, and build your own network and, yeah. and build your own acting brand. And not about how to act. No, or, certainly or, not. We're not, we're not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, more about how to make yourself 
a, a brand, which sounds gross, but unfortunately is really important. The climate we're in these days. Yeah. So without further ado, here is Matt and I on Business School for Actors. So. What's up, guys? I'm Nick. Uh, that's Scott Wesby, and that's Matt Waterworth with two T's. Uh, for uh, like shits, giggles, and other things, uh, we're recording this panel for a podcast called the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast, which uh, answers a lot of questions you guys might have uh, that we don't have time to get to. But that being said, if you do have questions, raise your hand, get my attention, I'll come over to you, and I'll put this little microphone right up into your mouth, and then you say words into it, and you're recorded, and you're on the internet on the podcast, Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Yeah, it also amplifies your voice. as you. Can oh, yeah, it makes it louder. Yeah. It's great. Um, but yeah, this uh, panel is uh, business school for actors. Uh, you did your homework, obviously. At the end of it, we're handing out degrees. And <laughs> if you sign those degrees and talk about your experience and hand them to the room, they will enter you and you can win a contest pass for, for pass next, for next year. year. Yeah, yeah, thing like that. Contest. Yay. Hooray. Panel. <laughs> Activate panel. <laughs> now you guys. Now you talk now. Um, so who, who has been to one of our panels already this weekend? A couple of people, three mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. So um, Matt and I are filmmakers. We, we own a company called Full Swing Productions, um, and we kind of split our time between... Yeah, come on over. Um, so we split our time between um, creative filmmaking, TV series, web series. Um, I'm really excited about virtual reality, um, and we're getting to that. Um, Matt's excited about it too, but... Very, but, very. Uh, yeah. Not as excited as me. And uh, <laughs> we also do um, commercial work and, and, and corporate video. Um, and, and we, we did the parade video for the expo this year, and the expo is one of our favorite clients. So uh, we're happy to be here. And um, we just did um, three, a three-day shoot for uh, a couple commercials, and we cast 24 actors in it. And so we're, it's like super fresh in our minds right now as far as what, um, what some of them did well and, and what they, they could have done better. Um, and so uh, it was kind of, this panel was coming up, and we were just so thankful that... Uh, we, we did this because I feel like there's um, a, a lot of, of education that actors need that isn't really being provided. That's everything not about acting. So um, how to market yourself, what, how the actor fits into this, this industry, because um, it is kind of a unique position in a film. And uh, so we'd like to dispel some myths and, and talk about acting from the producer's perspective. Um, and sometimes that, that might piss you off, and that's totally fine. And, and, and we'd like to know if we say something that pisses you off as an actor, because obviously it's a two-way conversation. Because there will definitely be something. Yeah. So uh, I was at the Nolan North panel today, and he said um, that there are a lot of the people who get into acting do it to work and to be professional and to practice their craft um, and they usually do well and then there are actors who get into it because they want to be famous and they don't usually do as well um, which was an interesting point and I think he's probably right um, especially in Calgary because if you are an actor in Calgary uh, you probably won't get famous um, unless you move and go act somewhere else but uh, the industry is growing here and same for Edmonton of course and there um, it is kind of an exciting time uh, for everyone in the film industry, including actors, of course. So, Matt, you talk now. Okay. Uh, I, well, I, to, to kind of spin off of what you're saying a little bit, there's uh, every province in Canada has uh, an incentive for films to shoot uh, and use uh, the crews from their province and cast from their province. Um, 
and the downside of that is is that actors from Alberta who might want to go and work in Vancouver uh, are maybe being passed up um, for local actors there because they get a, a little bit more. They save some money if they use BC actors. And I've heard complaints from actors saying that, uh, well, that that that's actually not helping my career. These these incentive programs are actually hurting me. And um, to that, I would say that if you if you have 20,000 followers on Twitter, or if you have a following or an audience or a, an amazing Instagram account, and you actually have a voice where people respond and, and you're actually reaching out there and you have your own audience, you're going to beat a Vancouver actor for that role. That's just because producers want their content to get out there. So they're going to cast people who have audiences. So the the thing to do is not complain, I think, about the incentive programs, which are there to get everybody in that province working, but rather to build your own brand and uh, and sell yourself a little a little bit better so um, that's something we're gonna be talking about uh, yeah I've got a, a story to tell I hit it um, okay so Scott and I are working on a, a feature a feature-length film called synapse and uh, synapse is a it's it's a really excellent script uh, Scott wrote it um, and you know, from independent sources who who are paid and unpaid. That, you know, we've both both people have told us third parties saying this is actually a really good script. So knowing that we have a good script, we we go to Toronto to the Toronto International Film Festival and we start pitching the script to uh, distributors and broadcasters and financiers. And this is how you get get a film made. Um, and we went there with a great script. And and a lot of times you hear you know if you've got a great script, it's it's going to happen. Um, and and I, I we found some some evidence that would suggest otherwise and and not to say that that our movie is is awesome and nobody, nobody's making it and, and they're dummies for that but the problem that we have is that we don't have any cast attached we don't have anyone in who's agreed to be in the movie who has a lot of star power a lot of clout right here um, I'm, I'm right here <laughs> okay so uh, the problem was we cast Nick <laughs> right <yeah. laughs> so. Every one, almost every one of these meetings ended with, we really love the script, really want to see it happen. Let us know when you have some cast involved. Um, and so for, for us, that was like, well, we want to shoot in Alberta. We want to use our tax incentive. We want to use the programs that exist here. We want to use Alberta actors. So who are the Alberta actors that have a strong following that E1 Entertainment and Super Channel and the, or the Movie Network, who who of those funders is going to be like, oh, you've got that Alberta actor in? Awesome. We're, we're pumped. We love that. Let's let's finance this film. The answer is there are none. There are no Alberta actors that light anybody up. Um, you know, there are a few names that, that have a bit of a, uh, of a following, and um, but they're mostly in the family realm with Heartland and... Uh, and that's cool, that's great, but that doesn't help us so much. So what I would really love to see is the Alberta acting community uh, pumping up their resumes, pumping up their uh, reels and their Twitter accounts and their social media presence and their websites and all of that. Um, so that's what I wanna talk about today is how, because I think that this industry is going to, uh, we need our own star system. If we can have our own star system, that's gonna flow into more work for everyone because if we, 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 we have all of our actors leaving the province uh, whenever they, they get some fame and then that, that doesn't start the industry up here. So, and I totally understand, I'm the same way. You know, I have, I have dreams of being, being a director and directing big movies and, and I, I get that actors feel like being in big movies and they're not happening in Alberta. So it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in that sense. So mm -hmm. 
yeah, so we're trying, this, this is the goal of this panel is to be like, hey, let's start building this industry. And I think it starts with the actors, I really do. Yeah, I would totally agree. Um, I have another story that's similar but different enough to make it interesting. Um, <laughs> we were at the Banff World Media Festival a couple years ago, and uh, the Banff World Media Festival has um, a lot of panels with um, some heavy hitters in, in the in the industry, broadcasters and distributors like E1. Um, and they and they're sitting on panels and they're talking about how they don't just want a good script anymore. They want in uh, basically a film that isn't that the only thing that's missing from it is the actual film itself. So you've got it. You need a film to come to me that already has a Facebook page with ten thousand followers. You're already cast. You're already halfway financed. And then maybe I'll throw a little bit of money in and give you the privilege of of being attached to E1 as a distributor. So um, we were we were at the networking event, the cocktail hour after that, and there was a, a producer there that was really upset about that about that because he said, "Well, what are distributors doing for me then if I'm already out there marketing my film? Like, what now? I have to go and do their job, and I have to be pushing my film all the time." Um, and the answer is yes. And the reason that it's yes is not because that's how it should be, but our films are up against the people who are doing that. And that's our competition, is the people who are pushing their films and who do have Facebook pages with 10,000 followers. So when we're building a project, we're, we're, we're attaching what we call attachments. So a cast is an attachment. If you can get a big name director, that's an attachment. If you develop a script off of a, of a popular book, that book is something that's attached to your project that will get people, basically you'll get butts in seats. That's, that's all anybody cares about. Is this film gonna make me money? Um, which is exactly why a star system is so important because um, it's important to understand that producers are feeling the same pressure that the actors are feeling to grow their own audiences. But um, I think actors above anyone else get the most equity that stays with them as people out of the projects that they work in. And, 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 and the reason I say that is because it goes, oh, great movie, who's in it? Right, great script, who's in it? If you're going to see a movie this weekend, it's Captain, well, Captain America is a bad example, but it's like, okay, who's in it? Right? Who are the actors in this movie? That is what gets butts in seats. And that's why I also want to see a star system in Alberta created. So obviously being a, a good at your craft is the most important part. Um, but almost equally important is being able to market yourself. Um, so what does that mean? What does that look like? I'm asking you, I'm going to ask you, how, how do you market yourself as an actor? Uh, social media, I think, is the easiest way to do it. Um, so get, if you're not on Instagram, if you're not on Snapchat, if you're not on Twitter, um, do those things first and foremost. Start them now because those, the, that takes a long time to build those pages. Um, and you, you want to be, you want to put yourself out there as a person as well as an actor. So don't just talk about acting. Talk about something that you're passionate about. Um, if you find me on Twitter, I'm at S. Westby. You'll notice that it says filmmaker um, and taco slash slurp enthusiast. Because those are things that are awesome and no one can argue me, right? Because Slurpees <laughs> and tacos are awesome, which we all know. Um, so that's that's me putting out a little bit of a here's who I am as a person. Um, and I talk about things other than filmmaking. I'm, I'm a feminist. I talk about that kind of stuff. I talk about Slurpees um, a lot. So um, it's about being a person. It's about making connections. It's about chatting with people. And then the other trick, of course, is to act act in whatever you can uh, and get yourself out there. Does it mean working for free? I think when you're starting, it does. Yeah. Um, which is the shitty producer thing to say, but producers are also working for free for a long time. Directors are working for free for a long time. Um, and it's about getting your face on screen and having a demo reel to be like, yes, I'm a proper actor. Here are some stuff that I've worked in. Your turn. 
And I think when it comes to social, uh, I mean, that's that's something that, you know, I, I see some actors doing all the time. Some actors complain like, well, there's not enough work and I'm not getting cast, but there's so much work you could be doing in social. And and by that, I mean just engaging in communities that you're interested in, and it doesn't have to be acting. Um, I think there are a lot of actors now who have gained really big social media followings um, through some other thing, like video games or... Um, Stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy, yeah. Uh, I think the key is to find something that feels kind of connected to acting and then pour yourself into that and get involved in the communities, the online communities that are available for it. Um, and just engage, like, the, like be, be kind of pushy, not, not, not an asshole, but, but get involved in conversations. Twitter is, is the, is the cocktail party of the internet. You're allowed to just kind of join a conversation and, um, that gets your name out there. And as soon as someone gets involved or, or at replies me, I go to their page and I'm like, Oh, what are they? What's their bio about? And then I visit their link. And, and that's, I mean, that's a great way of just building your, your following. So accessing another community is, is really important. And we talk about this for filmmakers too. Um, getting, getting into a, a side project that, that can maybe feed into it. I'm a huge Apple fan. So I became an Apple tech support guy for a long time. And I was doing it on Twitter. Like I was, I was searching for people saying, I need help with my iPhone or my, or my iPhone isn't working. And I would reply to them just to help build my audience, to help get followers and, and give them value. And that's, that's the next thing to talk about about social, which is give providing value and, and offering content. So, I mean, a great, a great example, um, I would like to, to single out, uh, anybody familiar with StoryHive? What's happening right now? It, it, it's it's done for Five voting right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a, a, a couple of uh, filmmakers from uh, Fort McMurray, and they're working on a series, a web series that they're trying to get funded through StoryHive right now called uh, Nerdvana. And I want you to visit their Twitter account and their Facebook page and look at the amount of content they put out during their voting campaign. They had two or three new photos of the cast. They would do videos. They would do, um, they, they just always had content ready to go and it was branded content and it reminded you to go and vote for them. Um, so you should always have content and get, and get, that's what social is about is giving to others because that's how you get engagement back and that's how you build your audience. So, and it's a long game. It doesn't happen quickly. That's important to remember. It's like going to the gym. That's what Mike Morrison says. You're not going to see results on day one or even week four, but eventually you're going to see some major results. Uh, do we have any questions before? I, I want to open it up, but um, we can just keep blabbing on forever. This, this guy? Yeah, go. Cool. Okay. Um, one thing that I, it's more of a statement than a question at this point. One thing that I encountered uh, when I was starting out as an actor, which was very hard, was I wasn't getting a lot of roles. So I just started writing and writing roles for myself and then I got a job as a writer now so I'm successful in the thing that I didn't want um, so that's kind of a curse but one thing that I never knew as an actor was like how to get acting I, I joined a lot of Facebook groups and all this stuff and it turned out that I needed a headshot and a CV and I didn't know what that was so I just went on YouTube and typed it in and I got that made up like the the business end of it Nobody's going to do that for you. Nobody's going to go and look for jobs for you. Like it's a lot of it is unpaid for a long time and it's horrible hours and you're out in December acting like it's July, freezing your ass off, pretending you're not, but 
you it's it's hard work and you have to do it for yourself it's a struggle and like like they were saying early on there's people that want to get in it to test how good they are and there's people that just want to be famous and the struggle early on really weeds people out so if acting is something that you guys are doing or are interested in doing it's not as easy as you think no especially not in alberta unfortunately with with you know, we just don't have as big uh, a pool of, of um, work as, mm-hmm. as some of the other jurisdictions. But we've got a new studio opening up this month. Very so that's exciting yeah. news. That could mean more work for all of us. So ask, feel free to raise your hand at any time. Yeah. Um, we can, you know, we can keep just blabbing on, but we'd like to answer your questions directly if you have them. So yeah, oh, yeah way back there. Hey, all right. Up to microphone. For a, for a podcast, Alberta Filmmaker <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just wondering, like those uh, film festivals, like Calgary International Film Festival, like is there any sort of uh, benefit in going to those and trying to as an actor? Or, yeah, as an absolutely. Actor. Yeah, I think it, it's it's a great point. It's like any sort of event where the industry is together. Um, I feel like um, actors feel like they don't belong in like where the crews are hanging out. And I feel like the crews don't feel like they belong where the actors are hanging out. There's such a... You guys are literally sitting on a stage. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Like there's, the literally, there's a table <laughs> I am on the floor and you're yeah, on the stage exactly right now. Right. No, it's totally true. Um, the Rosie Awards, uh, the Alberta Filmmaking Awards are this Saturday. Um, and my expectation is that they're... I don't know how many actors are going to be there. I mean, there are best actor... There are categories. acting categories yeah. for sure, but far fewer, I would think, than, uh, than the crew side of things. Yeah, so... Um, Definitely, it's worth going to these these events. Like the Calgary National Film Festival has a lot of. Uh, they're actually getting into this kind of stuff. Like they're having panels and stuff at the at this on the industry side of, of Calgary International, and they're awesome and definitely worth mm-hmm. going to. Um, or the Rosie's Gala, or get involved with the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers and uh, check their message board. Does it, if you guys don't know about the CSIF, has a Yahoo group, which is a Yahoo group. So that's kind of shitty, but um, it's one of the most active film communities in Calgary. Um, and there's a lot of casting calls that go out on that. So it's, hey, I'm casting for this little web project or I'm casting for a short film. Um, and screenings. Yeah, yeah, I completely think you should be going to screenings um, and, and just mixing and mingling and introducing yourself to actors uh, and directors and producers. Uh, because if, if, if they know that you're a cool person and you're not uh, a creepy weirdo, which th- there are there some, are some. Uh, then act normal. Yeah, exactly. They know that, you, you know, on set, it's not going to be a bad time. I mean, that's, that's a big, a lot of times a short film will get made and then it might go to a few film festivals and that'll be the life of a short film. So you want to make sure that it was at least fun making that short film. So you want to work with people who are fun and cool to work with and, and are easygoing. Um, uh, sometimes you make a film where you're not having a good time um, in exchange for uh, hopefully a long life with that film. But usually most films are, are meant to be fun and uh, and good experience for everyone. And that's easy to do when you know that your actors are cool people. So yeah, g- getting your face uh, in front of uh, any of those people is really smart. Any more before I, 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 I want to talk about other things? Okay. Yeah. Hi. Oh, okay. Oh, hold on. I was wondering if there's anything that you particularly try to do to make yourself stand out while you're doing an audition. Oh God, mm. yeah, that's a great question. The audition process is <laughs> its own auditions. panel. <laughs> so as I sit on this side of the table, I can tell you that casting is the worst part about making a film, and I mean that from the producer casting side. Um, and I know it's it's equally as bad, probably worse for for actors. Um, 
you, you spend, you, you, you prep for this audition and you go in and you sit in a room of 10 people who kind of look exactly like you and then you just kind of wait for your turn and then you go in and you know that the people sitting at this table have, have seen everything and they're just kind of waiting for and like wow me right um but it and then you go in and hopefully you feel good when you when you get out of it but um the reality is that every time a new person walks in that door we are rooting for you we are hoping absolutely that you are going to be the one that um because then we're done <laughs> right <laughs> and, and, it, and it's so exciting to find that person who, who will fit that role perfectly it, it's a strange feel too because you come from a room of people that look very similar to you that all want you to fail and right. then you walk into a room of people that look <laughs> completely different and want you to succeed totally and the thing is you're nervous they're nervous it's very permeable and it's hard to kind of get over that but that's acting that's what right. it is so like in an audition that's what they want to see is your ability to realize public speaking this thing that i'm doing right now no problem biggest fear in the world okay i'm a goddamn superhero so like you said that already yeah i know in the last episode, <laughs> the last episode. yeah so it's it's something they they want it's an uncomfortable situation that you're put in and they're put in so it's mutually totally. uncomfortable the the thing that i love about auditions is i just go in and the awkward energy can kind of it, it can like create a very positive energy out of it yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, we'll get to you in just a sec. But uh, the, the best thing that you can do is try to get on the other side of the, of the room for a casting session. So um, does anyone here uh, ever interview people for jobs? If you've ever interviewed someone for a job, you instantly understand what you're looking for when someone comes in for a job interview. And suddenly, you can become a better interviewee because you just get it. So if you can get on the other side of a casting session, maybe you make your own short film and cast it, you will suddenly understand what it's like to be on the other side. And that's so helpful for actors. Just understanding that your audition starts when you walk in the room. It doesn't start when you sit down, right? Because now I'm saying, okay, or I'm, I'm watching you and I'm going, is this not a creepy weirdo? Is this person normal? How do they walk? What do they, how do they present themselves? And then once you start your read or your monologue or whatever you might have prepared, um, then I'm, I'm looking at ability, which is not everything, right? So I think to set yourself apart, um, I, I mean, there's only so much you can do, uh, but just be friendly, I think, is, is important. And understand that if you don't get cast in something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you didn't nail that audition. And it doesn't mean that you also wouldn't be perfect for the part. You probably are for a lot of them. There's been a lot of times where we're like looking at five different headshots and we're like, okay, any, literally any one of these people could play this part. So let's pick this one because they have 20,000 Twitter followers. Not actually, but you start to understand how those things kind of help you stand out. Does that help? That's your question? Cool. Great. Mine's just a rift off of giving her sure. a, an extra example of when going into audition. One of the things that people like to see is being open. So if you walk in there feeling open and the director asks you to play the part that you just performed for them in a different way, you can fold into that and mold yourself into what they're asking for. So it helps them see that, oh, you know what? I can work with them because if I ask them to do something, they're open to change. They're not going to fight me on it. Whereas if you're like, no, no, I think the actor should be, the character should be played this way. That does give certain benefits because it's like, yes, you have a feeling you know the role, but they're also the ones that want to make sure that they're working with an actor that they can work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, taking direction as well, yeah, yeah. being able to take that's, direction. Yeah, for sure. Too. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. That's a good point. Um, 
I would temper that with how Sam Worthington got his role in Avatar was, you know the story I think better than me, no, don't you? He, uh, he was kind of a dick in his audition um, because he was getting frustrated with the material and he like, he kind of bad talked James Cameron to James Cameron and like left um, and he got the part because James Cameron thought he had fire, but James Cameron's weird. Um, so it's one of those things, I mean, it's just, it's just that shitty thing of not knowing who you're auditioning for and not knowing what they like and not knowing what's important to them is what it is. Really nothing you can do about that. I just realized we were talking about E1 Entertainment and the E1 Entertainment logo was up there the whole time. Oh, we're not associated with E1 Entertainment. That's a that's a trailer that they just didn't play for you for, for advertising. Oh, anyway. Super smart. <laughs> just Alberta Filmmaker Podcast. Hopefully uh. people don't think that we're associated with them. But they're great. They do awesome stuff. Yeah, they're anyway. like, they buy every company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're huge. Uh, more questions? Okay, so um, I want to talk about living as an actor. Um, which, which is not something that I have to do, thank God. Um, but uh, obviously you're not going to be in a film all the time. So uh, there, there's an episode of the podcast with a guy named Brendan Hunter. And if you, if you don't listen to any of them, I don't care, but listen to that one because he is a full-time actor um, who makes a living acting. So there are things like uh, something called med skills where um, to train doctors, they need to run them through tests where they interview patients or fake patients and they need it to be a standardized test which means the doctor each doctor that comes in or doctors or med school student who comes in needs to have the exact same experience with this person okay so that's a job for an actor to be doing um get involved in theater and start doing stage plays the crossover in this industry is massive mm -hmm. i would say most of the actors that we've worked with also do stage and theater um and it's a it's pretty vibrant in calgary there's a lot going on in the theater community so uh do that do stage west like start in those things like serving at jubilations is a great way to, to kind of get your your feet wet and start getting into that world so consider um other jobs that kind of utilize your skill set that aren't necessarily acting in a movie uh, hosting events hosting events is a big one for for actors um we're at a couple of events this weekend they're all like andrew does everyone know andrew fung he's an improv loose mooser in cal oh loose moose there's another one yeah yeah is there a loose moose improv loose moose theater they're in the Blackfoot Farmers Market. Um, they do workshops and things. They do workshops. They're awesome and super funny. And um, host a panel at a Comic Con. <laughs> host a panel. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to raise your your awareness level, your your um, personal brand is is a good idea. And I think the checklist that I would get into uh, if I if I were to say, you know what, I'm going to try some acting, Scott. I'm going to be an actor. The first thing I would do is get a really great headshot, and I, I might use someone not from. Calgary, uh, because for some reason, you know, Vancouver headshot, I've heard, I've heard casting directors say, I know a headshot that was taken in Vancouver and I know one that was taken in Calgary. Um, but I think there are great photographers. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard that. Um, and so great headshot. And then I would get a reel going, which means getting work. Um, there's, there's, a, a an actor and a, and a coach in town who does, he'll, he'll shoot, a a piece of film with you just for you. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Peter Skagen. Thank you. Um, and it'll be part of your reel and it'll look like a real movie and you'll, you'll have paid for it, but uh, it won't be from anything other than just your own reel, but it shows off uh, you as an actor and it gives you fo focus instead of a reel where you're like, Hey, I had one line and then there goes Kevin Spacey or whatever, um, which is cool, but, but obviously it doesn't show you off very well. Uh, so great, great headshot, great reel, great website, great cards, great social media presence. Th those are kind of the five things I would, I would, then those are things 
things you can kind of be working on all the time because your headshots kind of out of date after a year anyway. So, so keeping on top of that, your reel is constantly evolving. You got to learn how to edit your own reel. This is probably the most economical way of doing it. Learn some video editing software uh, so that anytime you get a new role, you can cut that into the reel. There's a ton of work to be done, even if there's no work. So, and honestly, if you do those five things, you will be well beyond a lot. Absolutely. Of, I mean, when we were casting these commercials, some of the headshots that we got were literally someone's webcam while they were sitting in their office. Um, and it was like their, their head or like from the neck up. And then like two thirds of the picture was the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. The and and that's thirds. okay. That's, huh? that's, that's okay. Yeah, I think right, that, yeah. but, but it's not great. And, and obviously we're looking for people who are going to be committed. And to me that says, oh, you're not really taking this very seriously. Yeah. You're like, you, yeah. Um, yeah. So th that sends a huge message, a huge message yeah. to me. Message? So if you can get somebody, like a friend, <laughs> like even if you don't have money to hire a headshot photographer, um, do save up for it. Save your pennies because that's so important. But to start, just get a friend with a, a phone that takes a good camera. Go outside somewhere where the sun is lighting you nicely and just take a couple of variations. Um, because sometimes if, the, if it's a comedy, you would want to submit a different headshot than if it was a drama. Um, We've talked about Brendan Hunter already. He had an amazing headshot. He did it. I remember this. Yeah, <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is him in the backseat of a car. And there are three people in the backseat of the car and they're all him and they're all with different kind of looks or feels. Uh, and, and it, it was, it's so brilliant. He, yeah, he really his, his look has completely changed since then. So he doesn't use it anymore, but, uh, it's a great headshot. It's a great example. Yeah. Um, in your resume or CV, uh, something that we were looking for was other skills apart from acting. So a lot of actors will include every, every single thing that they've acted in, which is awesome. Um, but when I look at a resume, Yes, I'm looking for projects that I know of or something that says short film or web series or something. I, I, I do want to see those things. Um, I want to see if you were a background or a principal in it. But I also want to see other skills that you've got. Um, if you're a bartender, I want to know that because we were casting bartenders and we're like, well, if, if there's someone in here who is an actual bartender and they know how to pour a beer, that's going to give them an edge. Absolutely. Because they're going to look like they know what the hell they're doing. And if it's going to save here, us time on set. Exactly. Yeah. We don't have to train them how to pour a beer. If they're, if they're a server and they know how to carry a tray, it's going to give them an edge. So little things that you might not realize are important are, are important as an actor, for sure. Things to put on that resume. If you know how to ride a horse, that's really awesome and, and saves someone a lot of money Especially trying to train. Especially in Calgary. Especially in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe learn how to ride a horse anyway. <laughs> um, what else? Would CD you say that uh, with that, growing as a person helps you grow as an actor? Of course, yeah. Yeah, so just get out, do yoga, sword fight, jump off buildings, you know. Park. No, but like take In a mixology order. class is an easy, you don't have to be an actual bartender, but knowing, having the skills is, is all you need. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of opportunities yeah. that, to just increase your resume, make it, make it, you know, stunt driving courses are out there. There's all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about agents. Oh, okay, yeah. Should, should an actor get an agent? That's a good question. Uh, that depends. Uh, for me, it, it kind of depends on where you are in your career. Um, and it depends on uh, what your personal goals are as an actor. Um, and I, and as much as I love, uh, as much as I love the agents in, in Alberta, um, look, depending again on your goals and your own, your own personal position, uh, finding an agent in Toronto or Vancouver is, is, something to consider even if you're only looking to work in alberta um having agents there me means that i mean there are just bigger agencies there that that know producers uh on bigger shows like the flash for example shoots in in vancouver um 
you know, Hell on Wheels, Fargo shoot here, but they don't really dig into the acting pool here as much. So if you can get into the pools they are looking at, even if you're already here, and then they find you and you're like, oh, this, we don't even have to travel this person from Vancouver, they already live in Calgary, done, right? So it, it's, uh, it depends on, on your, your personal level and how much, yeah, what your personal goals are, I think. I think that's a good point. Um, I, I, would, I would, yeah, I would agree. If you want to get into like just getting on just doing something, even if it's commercial work, um, then I would say commercial work would be good to, to find an agent in Calgary that that uh, that you like, strictly because a lot of people doing commercial work don't necessarily aren't filmmakers, maybe, and so they might go, okay, we need we need actors for this commercial. Let's just reach out to all the agencies. I know for a fact I used to work in a marketing company that this was exactly how we got our talent. We just reached out to all the agencies and said, hey, we're looking for six people from this age. Uh, who have you got? And then we'd get a ton of headshots, and then we we pick from the headshots. That's that's the all that's it that's all the process is like four emails and then we've got our headshots we might host auditions um and then it comes down to availability too so yeah um it is a way to be working as an actor obviously it's not the most glamorous stuff but uh i think that would be an argument for a calgary agency mm -hmm. over, mm -hmm. over Vancouver. absolutely agree yeah. yeah for sure and it's possible to maybe do both depending on sure. the deal you can work out yeah uh questions I, before we keep going Nick, did you want to add to that? I, I don't like agents at all. Yeah, no? sure, I understand Most, that. like a lot of agencies that I worked with required me, I would show up with a headshot and a resume and everything, and they would charge me a fee to get new headshots, uh, even though I brought in day old headshots. And they they would just jerk me around for a while. Oh, yeah. The, I don't consider and those real agents. You're talking about like... <laughs> yeah, I've had... But yeah. like most of the work that I got was just through... Like your own hustling, yeah, my yeah. my own hustle, yeah. approaching people, going up to people, and then they want to take, they want a cut of it, right? Social media, and then yeah, they're like, oh, but we we should get a cut for that, and I'm like, you did nothing, yeah, you, and also with headshots, there's a really people will charge you for headshots. Here's a free way to get headshots, guys. This works. Go on a website called modelmayhem.com. Uh, yeah. Sign up as a model mm -hmm. and say that you are willing to participate in somebody's photo shoot for free headshots. Photographers need photos. They will do your headshots, dress you up in whatever makeup or getup, and then do photos of the sci-fi thing. And they're making money off it, so you don't have to pay for the headshots. Free headshots for everybody. It's a great tip. Yeah, you're absolutely. Welcome. There's, uh, yeah, photographers are looking for models to work for free, and and you're looking for headshots for free, so it's a good deal. And I'm not repeating the name of the website. You guys have to listen to the Alberta Filmmaker Podcast. <laughs> if you forgot what that was, so tune in iTunes. Uh, It'll be up in a week. <laughs> um, yeah, watch out. I guess with the agent for sure is is good tips. Um, yeah, some are some are totally legit. Like there are absolutely. some in Calgary that are yeah. wonderful, and they take commission. Um, they don't take upfront fees. Some of them and. Uh, and the only we're way, the ones who pay that commission, and we're yeah. happy to do it. The, the, the only way to uh, find out which companies those are is to get into the community and 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 start asking what what was your experience to other actors, um, because the actors union will has a, a list of of reputable agencies, but some are better than others. And the only way to find that out is to is to get go to screenings, go to events, talk to other actors, and and uh, get get input from them. So, uh, yeah, don't want to hog the whole show. It's about you guys. So if you have any questions specifically about, about your personal journeys, we, we want to take those. Um, but, uh, maybe not. Well, they're like the, the age of the room. We have very young, very old all over the place. Like <laughs> it's yeah. Be offended. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering with anybody's experience, is there like anybody here that's done a feature film or television or, Sure. Okay, we've got one hand there. 
Yeah. And like, uh, I'll just bring the microphone over. How did you get into it? <laughs> um, my very first time, I was 14. <laughs> I, uh, there was an open casting call for background for a movie called Almost America. How'd you hear about Almost it? Almost America? A newspaper, I think. Or a friend sent a clipping because they knew even at 14 that I was really serious about my acting. Cool. Um, and uh, I actually got singled out on set. Um, and it was the best moment of my mm. life as a 14 year old girl. <laughs> best moment of my life. <laughs> I love my husband, but <laughs> I did, I did specify 14. Um, but, uh, after that, um, I said to my mom, I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. So we went out and we did have... Um, we went out and we got my first agent, which turned out to be one of those duds. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got my first audition and callback on my own at an acting class. Cool. Awesome. Um, and then we really searched out and we got a really great agent. Nice. <laughs> and I was with her from the age of 16 to about 25. <laughs> then I had a quarter life crisis and couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Got married, had kids, <laughs> and um, I'm trying to jump on back in, and uh, I'm really, like, that's why I'm here right now, is because it's been a while for me, so yeah, yeah, cool. I want to know from a producer's perspective what I need to do. What you need to be doing. Awesome, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, again, I think if you're if you're walking away from from this, you, you, you need to be asking yourself if you're if you have a card, if you have a website, if you have a, a, a reel, if you have a good headshot and a resume. Yeah. And, and, and then your social media presence is a whole other thing to start building. Those are that's the checklist if you're if you're thinking about it. So I want to talk about producing unless anyone has questions before we jump into that whole beast. Uh, there's an actor in town named Jason Therian who. Uh, who was trying for a long time to just focus on the acting thing. Um, and, and I don't think he was having a great time doing that. So he started producing. Um, and a lot of directors will do this as well, as will writers, um, people who want to focus on a creative aspect. Eventually, you have to be like, you know what? I'm just going to do this myself because no one's casting me. So I'm going to make a short film, and I'll cast myself in the lead. Um, and I think that's a great, great way to do it. Um, Jason got a lot of great roles because he was also producing those those shorts that he was doing um, and now he's getting roles that are not stuff that he's producing because people because he's active in the community he's also a producer um, people know that he can get stuff done and oh by the way he's a great actor and he's been in all these short films and he's got a demo reel that he can show so I would definitely recommend um, considering yourself as a producer as well and what can you make that is a good fit for you um, which is, yeah, I mean, I don't want to open up the, the producing can of worms, but definitely consider that route. Make your own stuff, cast yourself in it. Um, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's I, I never even thought of that, actually, because we do do that. That was our whole, we started out, we both wanted to write and direct, and I was like, I don't want to produce. Will you produce my short film, and then I can write and direct, and then I'll produce a short film for you. Uh, and and now now we like producing, um, but it's you know not our number one thing. But, uh, but yeah. So the other thing I, I want to talk about is, is your brand um, because every actor whether they know it or not has a brand um, think about the difference that uh, in Christopher Walken's brand versus Chris Pine's brand um, I don't think Christopher Walker could be a, a, a model what is what is he modeling for right now a, a, per, a cologne what's Abercrombie and Finch what is Chris Pine he's modeling everything oh Chris Pine he's the most handsome yeah yeah uh, in the universe uh, but 
watches. Yeah, yeah. it's like Tag Heuer or something. Anyway, uh, so not everyone is a leading man. That's just a fact. Um, <laughs> some are women. Even. Some are women. Yeah. A leading woman, even. <laughs> um, yeah, that, hold. Yeah, that's sort of the difference between an actor and a character actor. Is a character actor is usually not the most handsome person. Yes, totally. And I don't mean I don't necessarily <laughs> mean handsome either. But Stephen Tobolowsky, not a handsome guy, but my favorite character actor, Steve Buscemi. Also yeah, well, yeah, of course. Awesome. Yeah, that's the um, obvious one. But I think if you can know your brand and embrace it, you're you're going to get more work. It's just how it goes. So I mean, like this beard is can be your brand, right? Like you're, you're I will cast you as a lumberjack well before I will cast you as a lumberjack. <laughs> yep. Exactly it's, right. So right, and that's what's time, that's what's available right now too. Fresh surf and turf, Jesus is the <laughs> right. Yeah, the yeah, look yeah. I'm going for Also, that. also Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just something like that where it's like, uh, what what do I have that Tom Cruise doesn't have? What could I get cast in that Tom Cruise cannot get cast in? Um, and start leveraging that. And it's not to say that you can't go out for the leading man or woman roles, um, and you totally should. But also consider the other roles that you can be that you that you're a better fit for that you'll have fun playing. Because um, if you look like a murderer, you're going to get murderer a lot, <laughs> and that's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, and don't 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 shy away from that. That's yeah, that's yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, and and that's another thing that that uh, Brendan talks about on that podcast. Listen to Brendan's episode. I, I Lots totally of didn't stuff. kill her. <laughs> okay, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, that's that... I mean that's it. Is like it's it's all this this marketing thing. Yeah. Really, what you're doing when you're not on set is marketing yourself is knowing your own brand and playing into it yeah exactly right? yeah. like owning it right and and sometimes that takes a little bit of self-discovery um and it might feel like if you want to be a leading man or woman letting go of that dream but that's not at all the case at all um it might even be an easier path absolutely to getting yeah. there yeah so something to, con to consider is yeah it, can, it requires a little bit of self-reflection and, uh, and maybe some some honesty with yourself but yeah uh we only have about three and a half more minutes so if you guys have any questions Now's the Now's time. The goddamn time. Okay. Right, yeah. Go. Gotta come to the microphone. Hi. Um. I I've been uh like doing a lot of background work. Uh. You know, pretty much every you know famous show in Calgary around Calgary. Like I've been an extra in it. Uh, awesome. Just wondering. Um. You know, is there like if, if you want to be kind of um you know take the next step, is there such thing as doing too much of that? Should you say no to too much background? Yeah, too much background. Because I know they sometimes uh, if you're in background for one show, let's say Winona Earp or Heartland, they won't really cast you as like uh, you know principal. Anyway. Right. That actually, who did that happen to? And who's in the pilot of Heartland? And oh yeah, well, especially if you get a speaking role, like even like a, just a one-line speaking role, it can. <laughs> yeah, we know a couple actors who have not been asked to return to a show like Heartland because they've already had a speaking line, so their character they have to play the same character. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a great question, and and I, I mean, I think you have to, I think you have to weigh the options and the variables of each opportunity specifically. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen if you're if you're going to be on like in the background of Brokeback Mountain, right? Like that's a that's one thing that's that that's not going to harm you further down the line. But but yeah, being a little selective about about a, a series that could be in 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 your neck of the woods for a long long time is something to consider. Um, at the same time, you have to work. So I, I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of up to you. It, um, yeah, yeah, I would say I would say definitely probably keep taking background. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, in Calgary for sure. In Vancouver, it might be a different story, but uh, it's kind of slim pickings, and it's it's good to get background work. Plus, um, 
other other producers want to see that, right? It's like, oh, this guy's been background on Hell on Wheels. He knows what a movie set looks like. Right? He knows how it operates. He knows he knows where he needs to be and what he needs to do, and that sets you apart from an actor who doesn't have anything on the resume or just short films, right, or something like that. So, yeah, I, I would keep taking it, but it is a good, it it's is a, tough it is one, a valid yeah. concern for yeah. sure. Um, and I can't really coach you on that one. Yeah, it's kind of up to you. Yeah. Any other questions? All right. Well, if you oh, oh yeah, please. How would you suggest somebody who's really never done anything to begin to build a resume? That's a great question. That is yeah, yeah, the best one. I'm mm -hmm. surprised we haven't talked about it really. I think we could talk about that for a long time, but I think the, the, the thing that I would recommend the most would be getting uh, your face in front of uh, the casting directors in town. And there are kind of only two major casting directors. Um, we and say Rhonda's name. And, and one of them is Rhonda Fazeki. <laughs> and she has, I think, I think every six months or so, she does a workshop on auditioning. And just as valuable as the information in that workshop is getting some FaceTime with her and letting her know that you're here and you're trying to, to get some roles and just talking to her is, uh, is a, is a big deal. And, and, and same with Jackie, the other, the other big casting director in town. So, um, I don't think she has a workshop, but maybe she does, uh, any, any excuse to get in front of them and, and just let them know you exist and, and say hello and, and then leave, like don't overdo it, <laughs> uh, is a, is a good bet. And, and uh, get that headshot and, and just post on, like find the filmmaking groups in Calgary on Facebook or Yahoo and just throw the headshot out there and say, Hey, I'm new, but I want to act. Here's my headshot. I'm willing to work for free. Um, or not, you don't have to say that, but, um, just put yourself out there cause timing is everything. And there might be someone who is also doing their first short film and they need someone that they want to cast and they like your look and they go, Oh, okay. Hey, I'll reach out to you. And then you've started. And that's something you don't need anyone's permission to do and you don't need to wait for a workshop. Just like uh, lunch is leftovers, we've got to wrap it up. So uh, guys, if you have any other questions that we didn't get to, maybe you don't want to speak in public or anything, you can send them, email them to hello at abfilmcast.ca if you want to do podcast stuff or just fullswingproductions.com is where you can reach us And directly. then they'll hit those questions up on the podcast, Alberta Filmmaker Podcast. Thanks for coming out, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank uh, you. Drive home. <laughs>well look at that we are the best go us i love us yeah i just want to point out that uh there's one person who is in that audience her name is Lori bachinski right and she is so good about being like top of mind we were talking about top of mind staying staying in on the radar social media is a great way to do that she is always and it's not too much but she likes she likes tweets she keeps she keeps she's in my head right and i'm casting right now and how smart it's is good that? timing yeah. for sure yeah yeah pretty smart stuff Mm -hmm. um, let's get into the news that you can use. Yes. Not you, Matt, but others. Well, I'm sure I, you, I might uh, use some. Anyway, Luma, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the uh, publication that is a joint venture between M Media and the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers, Yay. has put out their call for submissions again for their next issue. I have read the articles that are coming out in this oh, issue. Oh, right. And so they, you're on the committee. I'm on the committee, yeah. And I got to say, some of them are really cool. Nice. And um, not not like the stuff that I normally read online, which is kind of the point mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. Luma is to be a little bit of a different voice. For sure. Um, and there's a few in there that uh, that I really enjoyed reading. So uh, check it out. And if you want to write for this publication, submissions for issue six are due on August 22nd. Visit uh, csif.org for more information. It's in the job calls category. Nice. So if you're if you are kind of 
a producer or a filmmaker who's who's often looking for money to make a short. That's me. Yeah, yeah. You've probably heard of Bravo Fact. I have. Uh, and this is the exciting news we talked about before the uh, panel there. Uh, and that is that Bravo Fact has partnered with the Calgary International Film Festival to do kind of a pitch contest. Cool. So it sounds like you're going to be pitching in front of, I don't know if, if it's an audience or just a, a panel, um, but you're going to be pitching and you're going to be able to uh, take in the, the $50,000 in funding that I believe is their usual grant amount. Uh, it might be less, actually. It might be more like 30-something. Yeah, so this might this be even high. more than what you normally would get from Bravo Effect. To, what, and what do you do with that 50000 Well, then you can make your short film. Uh, 50000 to make a short film? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good money. That is good money. Uh, and and uh, and I think <laughs> Bravo Effect even has has a has a limitation of like seven and a half minutes, I think, for a short. Right. I could be pulling this out of my ass. I'm not, I'm not sure. But they do have a, a limitation. So if your short is less than 10 minutes, 50K, you can you can make that look like... I'm doing uh, an Italian uh, the, bella. The, the, the kiss lip, the finger thing. <laughs> That's well, right. Uh, this is awesome. Not a visual medium. This um, is a massive opportunity. It is huge, yeah. So uh, between July 20th and August 26th, the producer or director can submit their idea for a narrative uh, film. And on October 1, five selected projects will pitch to a jury of industry experts and a live audience. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, I want to be that's, in that audience. Me too. Uh, and one will walk away with the prizes. That's cool. That's oh, super cool. This is a reality show. It was funny. <laughs> we had we had two meetings on Wednesday night. And at both of those meetings, people were talking about getting together to pitch. So I think right. it's going to be yeah. extremely popular. Why? Because it's $50,000 to make a short film. Mm-hmm. That is enough money. It's enough money. <laughs> that to, is, yeah. Fuck. Like, can you it's imagine? enough money to color. It's enough <laughs> money to like maybe bring in a star. It's enough money to to make it look. To make it awesome. Like a, this, this is like. In yeah, film. This could yeah. be like a career starting for short sure. film for, for, sure. for the right director absolutely we're, so, we're getting like <laughs> like two and a half times this to make it a feature yeah, exactly right so <laughs> this is this is a great amount of money so uh i just gotta say props to the calgary international totally this is a huge this is coup. so important and uh, i'm so pleased that they're doing this very impressed another way to access money that was never available before this is something that we talked about a few months ago when gill cardinal passed away. right they have started the gill cardinal legacy fund each year, a grant valued at $2,500 will be awarded to an emerging Aboriginal filmmaker to help make a demo for their first film, short film, web, or television project. The deadline to submit for this fund is September 15th, 2016. I'm not going to go through all the application deadlines, but I do know that they're also accepting donations to this fund right now. Right. So if you're a friend of, of Gills or um, or if you want to donate some money to this legacy fund and help ad- Aboriginal filmmakers mm-hmm. um, get those stepping stones to having their voices heard, definitely um, help out with this. Um, sure. Where can you find out about it? Fava.ca slash Gill Cardinal Legacy Fund. And there's dashes in between every word. Um, check that out and uh, and either donate or apply. Um, deadline for applications is September 15th with decisions announced no later than November 30th, 2016. Priority will be given to well-written, professionally presented, and properly organized submissions. And all genres except reality are eligible. You know... Fava administers a few of these funds. Um, Helen Folkman uh, is one. Right. Uh, and also a friend of mine as a child, uh, Alex uh, Thomas Haig uh, has, a, has a fund for in his memory as well. So I always worry, how how do these funds get funded? Like who's... Right. Who's actually putting yeah. the money in? And I, I, I assume there's kind of a, a, an anonymous backer somewhere, but I, I mean, we can't rely entirely on those people. No, certainly not. So it's important that if, you, if you're able to... Uh, help these funds stay alive. 
Definitely. Yeah. So the CSIF uh, has a fund as well. It's called the Production Access Fund, and it's broken up into a few different sections. Um, there's the LGBTQ fund, the Aboriginal Voices Fund, the Cultural Equity Fund, and the Fish Fund. And you should check out csif.org for more information on all of that. But the deadlines are coming up August 1st for all of them. And uh, you can you can receive... Uh, uh, each one has their own different little award, but there's it's usually in-kind services when it comes to gear, workshop credits, um, and membership. So uh, free money. And yeah. I got to say, guys, I happen to know that this fund is a little undersubscribed. So your chances are pretty good. So please do get your, your applications in. So th- those were our upcoming deadlines. Three things. All of them were um, chances to get money mm-hmm. to get your project made. <sighs> Why don't why don't what, we have like, more like, people looking yeah, like, for money? It, it, it's shocking to me how many filmmakers there are out there, and how few, um, how many of them think that there is no money. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this is, of course, this is not a lot of money, no, except for well, no. except for the SIF Bravo Fact one. Mm-hmm. But you can make a short with this amount of money. Absolutely, um, you're going to need to pull favors, but but you'll have a finished product at mm-hmm. the end of it. Mm-hmm. So apply, 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 apply. There's no reason not to. And to be able to say, like, yeah, maybe this short doesn't look perfect, but you know what? I made it on 250 bucks and some, board, some right. free gear. Yeah, um, it's a it's a pretty great starting place. And I like I look at I look to someone like Kalela who just shot right. her, her short over these last couple of days or, or last weekend, I guess. And um, it looks good. Like from what I can tell, yeah, it looks beautiful. It, it looks really well shot, and it doesn't look like they used a lot of lights. I contributed a location. Uh, and which was looks it here? nice. Uh, it was is another place that. Oh. I, that I, but yeah, it was a great. It looks really good, and yeah, it was uh, it was the it, it was helpful. I, I hope to them. They seemed to appreciate it. So um, anyway, uh, it is easy to pull favors like that and uh, and make it happen. So um, with a little bit of funding, I'm I'm sure we can all do quite a lot. Definitely. So Shoo. upcoming events. Uh, oh, the Luma. Luma Volume 2 launched. Right. Did we already talk about this, though? No, we talked about the call for submissions. Oh, I see. Okay. So, separately, Luma, is, I guess it's a year. Yeah, it's been a year so, since Luma launched. So, we're launched, calling it Volume yeah. 2. And the uh, party for Volume 2, the launch party, is August 12th at 7 p.m. Hooray. Uh, Loft 112. I, I believe you need to be invited. Um, so, get in touch with... Uh, yeah, get in touch with them and... Uh, and- if you're if you're a Luma fan and a Luma reader, or you want to be writing for Luma, then it's probably a party you should go to. Um, it's also a, a sexy, cool time. Yeah, the last party was actually really fun. Yeah, yeah it was, that cool. was cool. We had we had iPads up on the wall. Yeah, good um, event. with with the publication on it. Yeah, that that I that I mounted nice. um, poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous about them. Yeah, there was like they none of, nothing fell. They were they were solid, but they were not. I had to try a couple times to get them all like right. evenly spaced right. and level. That was kind of shitty, but uh, <laughs> but we got there. So um, Quick Draw Animation Society is having a garage sale mm-hmm. on July 30th from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. They're hosting a massive garage slash moving sale. Uh, come on down for some hot deals. So they're saying they've accumulated a lot, capital L-O-T, of production equipment over the years. Um, and they're as they've been moving through it, they realize they can get rid of a fair amount of stuff. Um, so they're selling iMac computers, old Apple laptops, cameras, tablets, film projectors, lighting, tripods, film editing supplies, screens, TVs, and a whole lot more. Damn, I might go check this out. Yeah. There's some cool stuff in here. Prices are cheap to free. They're trying to get it gone. Nice. Yeah. 
Uh, computers are, and then they put $3 signs, uh, and many have already been claimed. Prices will be available on site. Computers are cash, cash, cash. Dollars, okay. Now, here's the best part. Huh. If you are a Quick Draw member, mm. you can swing by Quick Draw Animation Society during office hours to check Ooh. out what's for sale and claim it before pre-sale. those dirty, dirty publics <laughs> get their hands on it. Yeah, it's like sneaky pre-sales. Nice. That's cool. Uh, so... Uh, nothing in the upcoming screenings, but um, you know, I, we should talk about the Calgary International Film Festival. They've they've picked their dates, so that's coming up uh, late September is when that kicks off. So keep your eyes open for that. We talked about the industry accreditation last week, so be sure to check out that um, path if you're a film industry member. Um, and so we'll just jump into the workshops and classes here. Um, we've got an event called Writing Winning Proposals, How to Get Grants to Support Your Art. Uh, and it, it's kind of a, a bit broader, but, uh, you know, it's certainly something for filmmakers to check out um, because this is how we do it for the most part. Getting funding in Canada right. means f- figuring out how to really make a killer proposal, grant, grant writing. Um, so it's a huge skill to have and, um, yeah, definitely check it out. It is on Saturday, August 13th at 11 a.m. in Calgary. And it goes from 11 uh, a.m. to 12. Oh, there's actually a whole breakdown, I guess, of the events here. But, um, yeah, check it out. You can find out more in the show notes. Matt, do you like virtual reality? I sure do. I also like virtual <laughs> reality. But you know what I don't know anything about? Hmm. Is developing for virtual reality. Ah. I wish that the Academy of VR were, would put on an introductory VR developer workshop. Wait a minute. You wish that? I do wish. It's come true. Wish has come true, Scott. July 31st, 2016, join Academy of VR for Calgary's first complete virtual reality developer workshop. Mm. Learn to develop games for virtual reality using Unity and accelerate your skills with this full day introductory course hosted at the University of Calgary's ICT building, room 121. That does sound awesome. No development experience required, and all participants receive a free Google Cardboard headset. Nice. So we've got the link to this in the show notes. Um, I'm not going to go. Um, <laughs> okay. Because uh, this is more about uh, computer generation. Yeah. Well, like I mean, that, here's the thing about VR. I don't, I don't know what your prediction is, but some people are saying it's not going to take off. I guarantee you it will take off, and that's because of video games, not yes. because of film. Right how it might happen and work and play out in, in the film world and the film community is is yet to be seen. Right. But um, I just heard about uh, Lucasfilm released a, a free VR experience, Star Wars related. I just heard about it on another podcast. It sounds awesome. It sounds like you, you, you get like a lightsaber from from R2 and, and, and Han Solo is like, look out! And it's his voice and, and you gotta deflect Laser stormtroopers. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds like it's pretty short, but free. And uh, so if you have an HTC Vive ah. and a sweet computer that you need to run that, um, you can get that for free. They, they also have a Star Wars virtual reality app for um, the iPhone. Oh. I think they might have it for Android as well. It came up with a movie and it's just little um, vignettes or, or small scenes that put you on like Jakku. Right. Uh, and you just look around the desert and right. BB-8's there. And it's just awesome. <laughs> I sent you uh, when they were promoting it. They did. They did like a smartphone connected. You could go to a website, 
sync your smartphone to the website, and then your your phone was a lightsaber. Oh, right. You see it on your computer monitor. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you stopped playing it because you're like, there's spoilers in there this. There were spoilers. <laughs> I think you're right, yeah. There were spoilers. Um, well, not really, but yeah. but now I knew what the stormtroopers looked like. Or, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, blah, blah. But this is cool. So check this out if you want to develop for VR. Um, it is, uh, it's not terribly expensive, and I'm going to find out the answer to how much it costs right now. Mm. Three, two, one. It Information. costs $100 to $150. I'm not sure <laughs> okay. how this can be, um, but it is a thing. So let's move on to something more Free interesting. Free Google Cardboard headset, though. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah that's So what's cool. shooting in, in Alberta? Mm. Scott. Well, Heartland, of course, continues its endless march. Um, Tin Star as well, shooting in mm -hmm. the Calgary Film Center. And Hashtag Roxy. Still shooting Mosaic Entertainment, right? Um, pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Danny it's, Trejo. It's exciting. Yeah, Danny I, Trejo is in this movie. Yeah, Machete, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, looking forward to seeing that movie. When yeah, it for out. sure. That's an interesting one, actually. So if you're looking for a job, as many people are, Rogers in Calgary is hiring a producer slash director. Mm. You're going to be one of those guys sitting in the studio saying, "Ready, camera one." Go camera one. Go camera one. Go camera three. So you need at least three years of experience switching live studio productions, a strong understanding of all control room positions, the ability to multitask, and deal with the intense pressure of multiple live shows per night. You have to troubleshoot. You have to be a leader. You have to be generally pretty awesome. Full-time job, variable shifts. Um, you'll be working in Southwest Calgary. The end. Go to uh, our show notes for more information <laughs> about that job. All right. Uh, speaking of jobs, uh, we talked about it last week. Uh, 724 Films is looking for a business affairs and development coordinator. Um, we've got the link in the show notes, um, but it is a really exciting position uh, at one of the largest production companies in Canada. So it is worth your attention and Absolutely. Uh, do, uh, do a, a really strong application and you might find yourself working there. That's right. And you'll be filling the shoes of Cameron McGowan. Right. And it may help you to listen to the Cameron McGowan episode mm -hmm. of the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Indeed. I don't think we talked about 724 too, too much. No, we did get into a little bit. But though, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a good dude. And if you can emulate that personality, totally. then uh, you'll be setting yourself up for success. Matt, what do you recommend this Indeed. week? I am recommending a Netflix original series called Stranger Things. I think for the most part, people are not shocked by this. It's pretty in the zeitgeist right now, just under Pokemon Go. But... Um, it is a wonderful film a series, I should say, that is um, shot and, and produced in, in the style of uh, like an 80s Stephen King uh, adaptation. So it's amazing. Uh, check it out. That's all I'll say. Um, I've recommended this before, but I'm going to push it again. It's called Adobe Premiere Pro. There are some people who cut on Final Cut, like Matt and other losers. <laughs> there are some people who cut on iMovie, um, which is fine too. But Matt, I had to blur out a penis right this week i've heard this um there was a it wasn't an actual well it was an actual penis but it was hidden by some tights right um and this this character was walking and uh the penis was pretty visible um through the tights of course the shape of the penis mm -hmm. and it was distracting obviously um to our client and would be to our audience as well so i had to blur the penis and i put this little blur mask on with premiere pro and premiere pro said scott would you like us to motion track this penis with this blur and i said <laughs> yes please do um and then it did That's no amazing. after effects needed it just knew where the penis was and it motion tracked the whole thing which is amazing um so technology is awesome and premiere pro is getting so powerful you can do color correction you can motion track penises <laughs> it's just the best so check it out teach yourself how to use it i taught myself how to use it it's not terribly complicated once you understand the basic um, mechanics of it. So, um, what a great tool! 
congratulations to Adobe and congratulations to me on my successful penis tracking. <laughs> All right. So that's it for the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast this week. Thanks to Briar, as always. If you're an Alberta filmmaker, mm-hmm. this podcast is for you. This podcast is about you. And we would love for you to reach out and tell us what's going on in your film community. Yeah. Just like Adam Bentley reached out uh, last week. We learned all about Yeg Film. Um, we had we want to know had, more. We had Niha reach out about a, an Indian film festival that's, that's happening right. this weekend. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, this, this episode won't get until that's yes. over. Yes. But uh, yeah, please continue to do that. Let us know what's up and we'll share it with the community. For sure. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And for the next week, go, go make something.